right, so you're going to thank me later. Come here. Please. Ah! You just squished my ear. I know, but hold on. You're all uneven. So oh, okay. All... Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Okay. You're going to be like this. Oh, well, just bring a new fad to the GPS yeah. that I don't watch regularly. <laughs> so and we are rolling, so everyone heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I guess we will get started now. <laughs> so thank you for listening to GPS to God. You probably listen to it more than Becca does. But, uh, <laughs> make sure you rate, review, subscribe wherever you happen to listen. We want uh, to keep bringing you great things, but we need you to participate in order to do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those podcast apps. We're on YouTube. You can check us out. We've made it easier for you to subscribe. Right around this area right here in the lower <laughs> corner of the screen, there's a button that said subscribe. Just hit it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to do anything tough. Well, don't hit it. You break your screen. It's not my screen. It's their screen. True. Yeah. Very true. Click on that Maybe button. Click, click, click on that button we, right here. We, right right in the like bottom, the bottom right corner. Click on that button, and you'll su- subscribe. I can't talk. But uh, that's all right. You can also reach out podcast at parkwaybc.net. That's our email address. Or comment on one of the YouTube episodes, and we will get back to you. We will talk about you in a good way and let others know what you want to hear about. So I have a confession. <laughs> First off, throw it on the table. We had a great. Don't say this. Don't say the guest name. Oh okay. man, you gonna put it out there? Don't don't say the guest name. So yesterday we recorded an episode, <laughs> absolutely brilliant. It was wonderful. It was with with a, a prominent former NFL player who had played in the Super Bowl. Yep. It went great. Our first ever Zoom episode. He zoomed in as a guest, and uh, we were rookies. That's for sure. Yes, and it, it went wonderful. Interview ended. I got up to turn the computer off and do my thing with that. I did not hit record, so we had nothing <laughs> with him, nothing at all. That's so, tough. called him today. He has agreed to come back. That's awesome. That's we're, amazing. We're gonna make a little contest out of this, though. For the listeners out there, let us know who you think it is. So email podcast at parkwaybc.net or comment on this video. Let us know who you think it is. And if anyone guessed right, we're going to pick out of those people and send at least one gift card your way. Maybe a couple. But I will give a disclaimer. There's a there's a handful of people who know who that is. There is. Mm-hmm. There is. And kind of know this story. Correct. So you are automatically <laughs> yeah. disqualified. Indeed. Brendan Shanks. You're disqualified automatically. What if said person who knows comes at you with an alias email address? If they go through all that trouble, then they probably will be in the running for a gift card. What's what's the gift card? I mean, mean, just for you know, in case people wanted to know, those said people who don't know, is is it worth going through the trouble? Well, I can can tell Rebecca. I mean, I can tell Becca because she is uh, not going to listen anyway. I mean, let's be honest. Very true. She's not going to listen. Go ahead, $25 gift card. Straight cash, homie. 25 bucks coming your way. If I listen? No, whoever whoever wins this. Whoever wins this. $25 gift card coming your way, courtesy of Visa or whoever else we can get it through. But uh, comment. Let us know who you think that guest is. They are coming back, so they say. But if anybody gets that right, we'll, we'll send you a $25 gift card. If there's like 10 people that get it right, we're not sending all 10 of you, so be first, be early. You're broke. Yeah. <laughs> Becca can give us a loan, maybe. 
Yeah, with my salary that I make. <laughs> yeah. So we have with us today Miss Miss Becca Long, and uh, do we want to say family relation or no? You can say that. So I'll claim him. That would have been really yeah. awkward if she said no. Yeah. yeah. We we would really, just really roll with it. It would have been all right. Get up and walk out. Yeah, it would have been all right. Get up and walk out. This is uh, Ryan's sister-in-law. Yes. yes. So Dawn, Ryan's wife, and Becca are sisters. So yeah. got a little family connection there. And uh, today we're going to highlight a couple hometown heroes. That's what we're going to call them, hometown heroes. And Becca like is... A hero, all of you know, teachers. <laughs> teachers mm. are heroes. Sure. Messing with knucklehead sure. kids all the time. For we sure. we were all knucklehead kids. Yes. You know, Ain't that the truth? <laughs> chasing people through the school because they're singing, uh, whatever, Valentine Candy Grams <laughs> or something, <laughs> what? whatever that was. Yes. Indeed. You know. Indeed. Yes. But uh, yes. Becca's going to talk a little bit about being a teacher and those struggles and um, trying to share faith in a public school setting and doing that in a way that won't get you arrested or on the six o'clock news or anything like that. So um, thank you for being here. We're Absolutely. glad. Even though you don't listen. <laughs> This is Wait, episode like let me, no, It's not that I don't listen. listen. Are you at least a subscriber? <laughs> I am because Daniel wow. walked me through the process <laughs> after service one Sunday. I listen. It's just I haven't listened to the most recent. Yeah. Several. Yeah. So, Ten. I, I listened Ten. when you She's guys like, what are first we on episode six? <laughs> when you first did it in like June, several months ago, I listened <laughs> to a couple minutes once. But. I, yeah, I probably stole her phone and just subscribed for her. Nice. Get those numbers up. But. Nice. Hopefully you'll listen to this one. Mm, maybe. <laughs> this, this is your path okay. to stardom right here. This is where it starts. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but Becca's going to talk just a little bit about being a teacher and kind of the struggle she faces and, and that kind of stuff. So no pressure. No questions. Just go. No, well, just go. No, we'll, we'll, we'll help you out. We'll do what oh, we wow, can. Thanks. <laughs> So why don't you tell everybody what age children you teach? Okay. Okay. I teach fourth grade and I'm currently teaching science and social studies. In a public school. In a public school. Yes. Um, we are a K-4 school, so we don't even have fifth grade. They go to the middle school. So, so. K-4 means kindergarten through fourth grade. Yes. For those non-parents out there. Yes. may not know that. Sorry. But it's the lingo. It's the lingo. <laughs> yeah. It, you're getting insider information right yes. here today. There you go. You uh, first. Yeah. So... <laughs> Public school, what are the rules or, or limitations of faith and sharing faith in, in your particular school system, I guess? So I don't really know the, the like correct answer, but I know that we as teachers aren't allowed to share our faith or even our convictions or, um, you know, our beliefs, if you will. Um, however, I feel like if a kid brings it up to me, that opens a door because... Mm. I didn't start the conversation now. I could still probably get in trouble. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing we do that is pledge to the flag still, which I'm thankful that we do that. Um, and so even if they don't know who God is, they have to say it every day, you know, one nation under God. And so um, luckily for, for me, um, 
where I teach, you know, even in being in Tennessee, we live in the Bible Belt. So a lot of families go to church, whether they're in public school or private or homeschooled. And so, you know, the knowledge is out there. But for me, I can't just, hey, let's read a scripture or let's sing this song or let's, you know, tell me what you learned on Sunday and your sons can't do that, you know. Um, we can't start conversations, you know, and it's kind of difficult, especially teaching science, like mm. talking about the world and Hey, and I have to say things mm. like, I mean, I find ways, <laughs> I find ways to be discreet, but like, even today it was like, you know, this world was created in a way that we won't ever understand, but it was amazing. It was magnificent. And that's what I want you to get out of today's lesson that, you know, so I can say things like that and kids who go to church, they know, like, I can even give eyeballs like, like sometimes I'll say, there's this book that I read and it's my favorite. And it will say something like the root of all evil, you know, is money or money is the root of all evil. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah. Or, you know, be kind one to another. Like I'll just quote scripture and that's cool. I don't have to say it's from the Bible. You know, that's kind of how I can get away with saying those things. Right. But kids who go to church, they're like, you can see them. Like, wait, I've heard that in Sunday school. I've heard that at church. But, no, we're technically we're not allowed to, you know, do anything. But there are ways to get around that, even in public school. Skirt the issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so. And how long have you been teaching? I believe this is my seventh year. Seventh. And I've been in upper grades um, for the past six. My first year teaching, I actually was the interventionist at the school that I'm currently at. I have no idea what that is. So, well, I was a reading interventionist. So it's like small group and you, it's very intense and it's hitting skills that they are struggling in. And for reading, it was just reading. So I met with K, I believe it was K third in my first year. So I hit all those age groups. Hmm. Um, really the kids who needed that intense one-on-one or a small group setting. And then I rolled right into the classroom, into third grade. And then I looped up with those same kids um, into fourth. And then I've been at fourth ever since. So so just reading and science and social studies. And, it, like, are you certified to teach every subject? Or do you, in elementary school, specialize in subjects? We do not specialize, no. I'm K-6 certified, so that's any subject, even in sixth grade. Even though in sixth grade it is, you know, you go to your English teacher, you go to your math teacher. Um, but our school and a lot of elementary schools, like we're departmentalized in our fourth grade. So there's a team, te- I'm on a team with two other teachers. So I just teach science and social studies. And then those kids switch and they go to the reading teacher and then they switch again and go to the math teacher. So that's not always been that way. Um, for the sev- past several years, I've, j- I've taught reading and social studies. So. This is a little different episode for us. We're going to have a couple guests on, so we're, we're, we're not trying to rush Becca out. She's also trying to get downstairs and pick up her kids. But, kid. Um, One kid. Ki- kid. <laughs> well, I, anytime Ryan's in the room, I just add an S on there. You know, it's, it's, Present. <laughs> but um, uh, So don't think we're rushing her out and being rude, but she told us, I got a minute and I got to go. But, but um, what's something that maybe teachers struggle with that us regular people would not know. Oh wow! You didn't um, know you're getting a tough question. Oh, that is kind extra of extra days off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. I think there's a misconception there. You know, yeah, we get our summers off, but right. I'll speak for this last summer. 
the county offered summer school. So there were several teachers who spent the whole month of June back in the classroom. Oh, wow. And then we, when July hits, it rolls right into training and you're back in your classroom getting things ready. Um, maybe back in the day there was like a true summer off, but those days are long gone. Even on holidays, you know, we get holidays, which I'm thankful for because teachers need a breather, um, as most people do. But we're not – most people aren't dealing with – 64th graders who think they know everything all the time. Um, so I think that's a misconception. Like there is time off and it's great, but it's not always time off. There's always something to be done. You know, our job doesn't end at 2.15. Um, there's several nights and Ryan can attest because of <laughs> testimonials for me or my husband can. I'm up late writing emails or figuring out what am I doing? How can I change what I thought I was going to do because these kids aren't getting it? You know, it's a... It's a constant, you know, thing. And so I've had to have friends tell me like, hey, don't take your bag home. It can be there tomorrow because I'm so stuck on I've got to keep working because I got to keep doing. And that can affect, you know, other areas in life. But um, I, I don't know a thing that I think just dealing with people. I mean, I know most jobs deal with people, but we're dealing with two sets of people. You've got kids and then the parents or the guardians that send them in every day and that can be <laughs> that can be a struggle and a lot of people will say you know I don't know how you do it because you have to deal with, with people and I'm like well you're right but people who are teachers that are supposed to be teachers they I feel like they've been given a gift to be able to handle parents the good the bad the ugly and we don't always win and we're not always lifted up and you know but um I think that's just a hard thing is just – I mean, I hate it, but dealing with parents. Say it. You can say it. <laughs> Call them. We're, we're not calling them out by name, Mrs. Jones. Oh. <laughs> that, that's a made-up name. Do you have a Jones? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we might have to edit that out. Yeah, no. yeah. If you do, she's going to send an email your way. Yeah. Podcast at parkwaybc.net. Yeah. <laughs> Complain to Daniel. Yes. So your your husband, Seth, is also a teacher. Yes. Teaches high school. It is – is it kind of the same for him just with older kids or do you think – I don't – I mean, I know you're kind of speaking for him a little bit, but same kind of struggles? Um, Yeah, but being at the high school level, I mean, there's a whole different level of reality when it comes to teenagers. Mm. And if you have a teenager, you probably understand, um, you know, the, the discipline that they have to put up with, you know, all the new things that are that have come out that kids are involved in that are not good. They – you know, he deals with that on a regular basis. And, you know, are there struggles? Are there conflicts? Yes. And we talk about that. But there is a vast difference between what goes on in elementary than what goes on in high school. And he's always like, I couldn't do your job. I'm like, well, I'm too short to do your job. <laughs> like, I look like a high schooler sometimes. So I'm like, whatever. But, um, I mean, it is similar across the board. All teaching is, you know, we all go through the same struggles, the same burnouts, the frustrations, because we have not have to because we deal with parents and, and even students who have their own opinions and their own agendas and they don't think they have to answer to us. You know, that is one thing we deal with disrespect. I can tell you that right now. That's since the seven years I've been in a teacher, that's one thing that has just plummeted is respect for teachers. And that's from adults to kids. So, and that's across the board from K to 12, kindergarten to 12th grade. <laughs> With that being said, and like just disrespect or that kind of thing, do you feel like you have a better support system either at home or your other teachers 
because Seth is a teacher, so he kind of understands what you're going through. So do you feel like that's a better support system than if you're like, say, Seth didn't do that, didn't go to school or didn't go to school, but yeah, no, I get you. Um, yeah, because he understands, like he yeah. generally understands when I come home and I'm frustrated or I'm like, well, listen to what happened today or listen to what I had not put up with, but what was thrown at me today. And, and he's real. I mean, I'll, I'll boast for Seth. He's just real good at giving me advice or calming me down because I'm a reactor sometimes when it comes to those things, but also have a good set of teacher friends who, who are in it and who are Christian. And I feel yeah. like, you know, that's the one thing like our school, even our principals are Christians and they're, they're out loud about it. And so, I can even go to them on those days where I'm like, what in the world? And they're like, hey, go read this or go, you know, do this. And so that's probably, you know, Seth is real good about listening and he gets it. And then I have teacher friends and I even have some non-teacher friends who are just like, yeah, because some of these things are just common sense. Like, no, I get that. Like, if you have kids, you automatically get (laughs) what teachers go through because ultimately you're a teacher at home, you know. Um. But yeah, I mean, Seth gets it, and I think even if I'm really going to boast on him, he bear, he won't listen to this. Anyway. <laughs> he might, but even our, if our he confidence is <laughs> just like the discipline in the school system. Oh my Plummeting. But I think even if he wasn't a teacher, he would still like. Oh yeah. You know, because I think most people just know that. I mean, we've all been to school. You've all had teachers mm-hmm. that you liked and didn't like, and hopefully you remember the good and the bad and what you learned from that, right. and so. I think, you know, that helps to have a support group, honestly, you know, and I can go home and vent to him. And because we are at different levels, you know, we can exchange vents, if you will, and still like learn, okay, well, I could have said that to my kids or, you know, I could have done that with my kids, these knuckleheads is like, you know, that sounds (laughs) terrible, but (laughs) not all kids are saints. Sorry, parents, if you believe, (laughs) if you believe that. Sorry, Ms. Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever you are. Do you have a desire to eventually teach older, or are you pretty comfortable with the age range that you're at? And I want to tack on to that. Is is it a different qualification? Yes. So my certification right now is through sixth grade, so I could teach middle school. Okay. Um, I don't know. (laughs) If you'd have asked me when I was in college, Uh absolutely. I would have loved to have gone on to high school. What year? Okay. What do you mean? What year of college? Really? Yes. I was an 11-year student in college. I never graduated, could, so I can say that. That's for another podcast. I would love to tell you my story about why I was in college for 11 years. Um, but um, well, you got to come back now. Yeah. Part two. Part yeah. two. If you subscribe. I am subscribed. <laughs> you have to subscribe. Um, I would. I think um, – I don't know. Actually, let me take that back. If you did ask me several years, even my first year in the classroom mm-hmm. – I would be like, yeah, I could, I could teach high school. Yeah. Now Seth would totally disagree, right. but I could do it. I subbed in high school, okay. um, which was like, you get called all the things, and I'm like, really? I'm your authority. Yeah. I may be shorter than you, but I'm your authority. Um, but now I don't know. Like, there is a whole shift yeah. in kids these days, yeah, yeah. and it's sad and. You can point fingers, but mm. I don't. I'm not going to get to the the why. You can probably yeah. guess the why. Yes. Um, yes. But I do like where I'm at. It's especially at our school. It's very rigorous. There's high expectations for fourth grade, and I like pushing kids. That sounds awful, right. but 
kids need to be pushed. They need to be okay. pushed. I mean, you have to have set a high bar set. And mm. I could do the same in high school. But, again, yeah. there's this huge shift in yeah. mentality and respect. Mm. And I'm not sure that my mouth <laughs> could handle <laughs> those higher, those Understood. upper grade levels. Um, but to, like, even but like to our day, like, if mm. if Seth and I could switch, right. that'd be kind of cool. That's like, what I was going to say. Does he have a desire to go <laughs> No, no, that's a hard no. Although, like, he came in. So every year he visits on my birthday, as long as it's on a weekday. And my kids, of course, it's a a guy. There's Mm. hardly any elementary teachers Mm. that are men. And if you're a guy, go be a teacher in elementary school because they need that. Like, we need more male teachers in Mm. elementary school. Um but he came in and like there's I mean it's like as soon as he walked in they're like what like oh man like you know what's up you know of course he's trying to like throw some trivia at them like we haven't covered that yet like why are you talking about this um and they love it and I think for that moment like mm-hmm. he's uh, he's like this is cool right. but long term there's a lot of things that elementary teachers do that you don't have to do in high school gotcha. you know permission slips and mm, okay. r- losing your teeth and. Okay. She called me a name and right. I mean, but again, like I said earlier, the conflicts are different. There's still conflicts, right. but they're different. But I don't gotcha. think he could do it. I don't, um, he's pretty good at everything, but I don't know about that one. <laughs> but he's a coach too at the high school level. So that's, yes. that's a draw for him to yeah. coach those oh, yeah. older kids. And yeah. there's a cool thing that comes with that too. Like I get to see that side, you know, that's kind of his passion. And so he can, you know, his, and he'll tell you like, this is my this is my niche, my job to like train these men or these boys to become men, you know. And there's some coaches who don't do that, you know, across the board. So he's got a large task in front of him too. <laughs> and so. and going back to the certification, is it different? Oh, yeah. Like, could you go? Would you have to go get certified to teach high school? Yes, I would have to. I believe I could take a praxis exam, which is like a a teacher exam to be certified like fourth eight, but I think I would have to be like subject specific because when you get to high school, it is there are specifications you have English or math or history, you know those things. So, but right now I'm I'm sitting well with K six because if I wanted to go higher, I could go sixth grade, okay. and that's there's still like, you know, small and or young enough, but they're also old enough where I could go deeper. In conversations or really kind of stretch their thinking or, or, you know, that kind of thing. So it's hard to do with some, some fourth graders are there. Some are just on the surface and I'm like, all right, let's just get through today. That was a long, serious sigh right there. Yeah. All right. So before we, before we say thank you and ask you to leave. Wow. Thanks. um, (laughs) Give her the boot. Give her the boot. Is there, are there, any stories don't say names but we we like the good stuff so we okay. like stories of something going terribly wrong or, or something <laughs> so any stories of a kid just doing something totally dumb or crazy or a parent coming in and doing something silly that that you can think of in 10 seconds and share with our audience who you are not one of Oh, I'm subscribed. Um, yes, to all those things. Now, can I think of a story? I don't know. Um, if not, there's several. That's your homework, Miss Teacher, for, next for part time. two. For part two, you got to come in with a story or two. 
Yes, I'm trying to think of something. Usually it's it involves me in a mishap, not necessarily my kids. <laughs> hey, we, we take um, self-embarrassment too. Yeah, oh, I got lots of that. Um, oh, gosh. If not, it's all right. Part I'd have two, to think about that one. Part yeah. two coming up. So that means you have nothing, to come back because yes. you've promised our other listeners, right. faithful and true oh, as yeah. they are, um, that you'll come back and tell a story. So I can do part two. Thank you very much for being here. You're welcome. Um, support your teachers. If you're a parent, you know, yes. they, they are with your kid a lot of times more hours a day than you are. So, right. mm-hmm. yeah. so support them and, uh, you know, be respectful. So thank you very much, Becca, for being here. Yes, thank you. Thank Thank you you. for being a local hometown hero. (laughs) Thank you. So just like that, the (laughs) magic of movie making in uh, (laughs) our podcast studio, we are back with with Mr. Travis Merriman. Uh, Thank you for being here, first of all. Yes, thank you. A hometown hero night, and uh, Travis is an Army veteran, but did that, is doing that for a long time, has been doing that for a long time. Also a, a firefighter, so that's uh um you know, they're they're running towards danger when everyone else is running away. So that's um uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that a little bit tonight. But first, for those loyal listeners, not named Becca, um <laughs> way back how, what episode is this? Seventeen? Sixteen, yeah. seventeen, seven something yeah. like that? Way back in like episode number three, I told a story about a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> who went through a drive-through zoo and had an issue, <laughs> and Travis just happens to be that friend. Yes, can so, we bring this story back up? Oh, Is I, to talk about this. I, I, I told him. A, he was like, was it a kangaroo or something? Oh, he's, no. he's going to give all the details. <laughs> okay. So he. Oh, uh, man, this is awesome. When, when we were texting, <laughs> this is great. We were we were texting for him to come on, and I was asking him to come on, and and uh, he was super excited, and I said. Can you tell the zoo story? <laughs> and uh, he he agreed to do that. So uh, that's awesome, man. Take take it away. Entertain right. the people yeah. as I've been entertained. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a story that tells itself, really. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, but yeah, so in Alamo, Tennessee, about uh, halfway between Nashville and Jackson, there's a drive-through safari, and um, the majority of the animals there are alpacas and llamas, and. Uh, I got uh, a real close encounter with uh, the alpacas near the end of the trip. But um, if you guys ever want something to, to keep the kids interested on a trip, go to the drive-through safari in Alamo, Tennessee. Hmm. Uh, if any of them are subscribers and watch this, hopefully they don't recognize me if we come through again. <laughs> but uh, On the ban list. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Surely it had to happen more than once, hopefully. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, we start off in the um, in this drive-through safari, and and, um, and so just kind of like for someone who has no idea what that is, explain what okay, that is yeah. a little bit. Um, so they just have you know exotic animals, uh, alpacas, llamas, um, giraffe. Uh, they have some bison, I think, and just a couple random different animals. It's <laughs> a poor man's zoo, if you will. And you but, just uh, you stay in your car and you yeah. drive through, and the animals come up to you. Yeah. So in the beginning, um, you have a, an option to buy buckets of food, and uh, sure. so it was uh, me and the family had two kids in the back and a wife in the passenger seat, and uh, a couple buckets of food. And so we start <laughs> off, and the alpacas and llamas are, are everywhere throughout the whole park. They're in the in the front of the park, so they're pretty greedy when it comes to the food, but. Uh, so we, we keep driving through, and it's, you know, it's a drive-through safari. It's in the middle of nowhere. And um, so there's speed bumps along the way, and 
there's places that you stop. And then when you stop, it depends on if you're in a little divot or something, it's really hard. Uh, you got to really get on the gas to get out of it sometimes. And that will come into play later. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we get through, we get through the, uh, the drive through. And at the end is, uh, the rest of the alpacas and llamas. And they're just, they know that that is where everyone offloads the bucket of food. And, um, so they're, they're everywhere. And, um, there's a couple of cars in front of us and we're stopped and we've got the windows down. Kids have the buckets, the llamas and alpacas are all crowding around and, um, our buckets are empty and it's time to take off. And, uh, so I go to take off and, uh, we're in a, a Hyundai Santa Fe, by the way. So this is going to be a plug for them. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> we go to take off and it, I, I can't move. I, I, I start a little bit and I just stop. I was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm on a nice little speed bump here. And you know, I really got to give it. So I, I give it some gas again, nothing. I rock just a little bit and I was like, all right, I'm going to be, I'm going to see what this uh, Santa Fe has. So I gas it and I get over it. And my front two tires land on the other side and then I'm stuck. And it is this point at this point that I know that I have ran over an animal because <laughs> I am not moving. I looked to my right and said, I'm pretty sure we're on an animal. And she, There's no way that's happening. So our windows are down. I look out in my driver's side, and there is an alpaca head and neck underneath my car. And I feel he's looking at me like, you've got to be kidding me. How I, And I'm in shock for a few seconds. Like, I'm just looking, and I, I'm speechless, which is hard for me to be sometimes. And I look over and I said, I am on top of an alpaca. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, so I'm. What a weird phrase. Just a weird phrase. Uh, yes. I, I'm on top of an alpaca. I'm on top of an alpaca. <laughs> and I have, so at the time, my my daughter was probably four. It's it about three years ago. My daughter was four and my son was two. And. <laughs> So this whole time, so all right, well, I'll get to that here in a minute. So I, after I realize I'm on top of the style pack, I said, man, I need to get off this thing. <laughs> so I, I give it some gas, and I'm not going anywhere. And I don't know if you guys ever heard an alpaca in distress, but it is not a pretty sound. It is. Not that I say I can. Yeah, it, uh, it was, I, I'm, I'm looking out, and I'm, I'm oh, man. I'm going forward. I'm backing up, trying to wiggle. If anybody has a fun story like this about an alpaca, please send it in. Are there anybody anybody coming to coming to yeah. assist? Oh, or? oh, just wait, just wait. Yeah. So I'm there. I'm trying to, and this this alpaca is making this. Oh, I don't know. It, this this noise is. I don't know. I've never heard anything like this before in my life. My daughter's in the back saying. Oh my gosh, Daddy, Daddy, did you run over an alpaca? I can't believe you'd do that. And I'm like, No, honey, the alpaca crawled under the car because it was hot. It needed shade. And I didn't know it was there. And she's like, I'm going to tell everybody you ran over an alpaca. I said, No, honey. No, it, it, it crawled under the car. Little, little kids, like, when kids are like four years old, they will sell you out in a hurry. Absolutely. They're not even thinking oh, yeah. about it. No. She, had, about no, she yeah. had no qualms letting it know, be known that I ran over an alpaca. And uh, so, we, oh, man. Uh, yeah, so we're there for a few minutes, and then, you know, I'm stuck. And there's no service here. 
neither I nor my wife can get out, uh, can get any uh, cell phone service. So there's a car behind us. It pulls up, really nice couple. And they said, <laughs> this is the, okay. So this guy, they, they pull up and they said, hey, I'm pretty sure you're aware of this, but you know you're on top of Malpacker, right? Did you know? Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, man, we're, we're trying to call somebody, but we don't have any service. And it's like, okay, yeah, well, we, we called and we got a hold of somebody and, and told them what was happening. Like, all right, cool, thanks. And they said, yeah, man, we saw it happening. And we were trying to honk our horn. We were yelling. And, uh, yeah, you just ran right over it. <laughs> I said, yeah, I appreciate the help, man. I'm, I'm sorry about it. Yeah, sorry. So he goes on. And then, of course, you know, there's tons of cars behind me. And keep going, keep going. A couple of cars, you know, they got some cameras out. And they're all slow rolling, you know. So I'm thinking, well, this is going to be everywhere. This is this is not going to be good for me. Um, <laughs> then we had this, yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, I haven't seen that anywhere, so wow. I'm okay with that. But uh, the one thing that stood out as well was this: another firefighter was driving by. He he drives, he he stops, and he gives me this look because we have firefighter tax too, and so I guess we had that little unspoken connection. <laughs> I guess we all had the same kind of humor. And he looks at me, shakes his head. He said, "Well, I guess you know you're in trouble, huh?" <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, I'm stuck here for a little bit. But uh, he's like, all right, man, good luck. Go on. Uh, so, yeah, of course, we get that car who's got a couple loud people in it. And they're feeling like, oh, my goodness, girl, did you see this? And I'm just like over here. My wife's shrunk down in the car. Uh, but uh, eventually uh, some of the two-part guys, uh, employees, come over. One was a young kid. He was probably 16 or 17. He's just there. Right. For a, a random job, right? right? And he's like, I don't know what to do in this situation. I've never seen this before. And so I was like, hey, you know. This wasn't in the mail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm to get trained on this. <laughs> exactly. So he was like, yeah, man, um, maybe try backing out. I don't know. I was like, yeah, man, it's a good call. I'll, I'll try that again. Uh, finally, I think one of the, I don't know, a manager, or he's an older fella. So I imagine he's probably one of the guys who runs it. But he's like, dude. But then say, dude, he said, man, you're just going to have to, you're going to have to run over it again. <laughs> you just got to keep back, going back and going forward. And, and this alpaca, the whole time is just bellowing out in pain because I've just run over him. A full grown, not a baby alpaca, a full grown alpaca. And his neck, his poor guy's is, uh, I, uh, I don't know. So finally, I, you know, through all the blood, blood curdling screams from this alpaca, I finally, get enough to where he can wiggle out and he just bounds off and I'm hoping he's okay to this day. I don't know how long our Packers live, but he at least lived for the next 20 minutes. With a broken back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this place also has a petting zoo. <clears throat> Excuse me. And afterwards, I, I turned to the family. I was like, well, do we still want to go to this petting zoo? I mean, I'm pretty sure people... Are we not traumatized enough? <laughs> yeah. And so we were like, you know, we're here. Let's do it. And uh, sure enough, we, we go in and we see the couple, the first couple that was behind us and stopped and they were kind of looking and they're like, hey, you know, thanks for helping out. And they just kind of laughed. Like, yeah, man, we were... Yeah. Never seen something like that before. And I was like, yeah, you're welcome. So we asked my alpaca story and it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a uh, it's still a laugh getter to this day. Every time I'm around some some old army buddies, they always want me to tell that story. So, <laughs> yeah, that I. It's a good one. I told a much condensed version that was nowhere that's, near as funny. No, nowhere near the detail. That's a good one. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, 
it's good Man. stuff. But yeah. if you're out there, go to Alamo and check out the uh, Safari. Uh, it's, it's good. It's a good time. Just uh, you know, if you happen to park for a second, uh, yeah. send a spotter out and look in front of you yes. before you look, take off. Look, look everywhere you can before you take off. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's man, hilarious. But uh, I got a quick question though for you okay, guys. Here we go. Has Sandman ever? I call him Sandman because this is easier. It's been Sanders for a while. I can't call him Daniel because that's just not how we roll. But Sandman. Uh, the, does he ever call you guys bums? I don't know if they've gotten the bum treatment. No. All right, I that's a good so. thing. I have, I have not. This you have let this man down. Okay. If you if if you hear the word bum, mm-hmm. that is not where you want to be. Okay. On Sandman's list there. Okay. So just, that's just a, a warning for you guys. Okay. So. Good to know. I might have called the person who canceled on us. We had another guest who canceled in short notice for an, an, an episode. Now that you say that, they I probably would have got the bum. Me, I think you did say that bum treatment. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm famous in another life for calling people bums. Okay. Yeah, you definitely not where you want to be. Nope. Okay, good to know. But uh, so speaking of our other life, uh, Travis and I have known each other for for quite a while. Um, we we go way back to when we were young and skinny and spry and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, li- living life in the army. So why don't you tell people a little bit about yeah sure your, your army life and, and what you've done there and maybe a couple places you've been. Yeah, so uh, I joined up in two thousand, and at the time. <laughs> I, I did it mainly for for school money, honestly. Mm-hmm. I had a, a, my my grandparents were or my granddads uh, were in the military, but they I mean, it really wasn't a big thing for me to. That wasn't like my first go to after high school. Uh, I graduated high school, went down to Chattanooga for a year. Um, didn't perform my best there. I kind of carried my senioritis, I think, over in the <laughs> freshman year. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so. Just a, a weird place after the first year of school. I knew I, I needed to get back into school and kind of straighten out a little bit. I started looking around at the military, and uh, I didn't really want to go active. I didn't really want to do that just yet. I wasn't really, you know, just want to dip my toes, if you will. So the reserves, I uh, talked to them. They, you know, offered good benefits, and it was a, a good fit. And they offered to pay me to jump out of planes. So I was like, all right, cool. I'll sign up for that. Why not? <laughs> Uh, I've never done that before, so let's do it. Um, so, yeah, joined up as a parachute rigger. So anything dropped out of a plane, we put our hands on it, and hopefully it opens up and, and everything is gets down to the, the ground safely. But, um, yeah, I know my first few years, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it or not, but uh, people like uh, Sam Men there and a few others made it really, really fun. We would go to Europe and a couple of things for a couple of different places. Um, every year we'd have a – two to three week training exercise that we would go to. And, um, so we do that a couple of times, jumped into uh, Normandy has a, um, commemorative jump every year to celebrate D day. Huh. Uh, I got to do that. Um, That's cool. yeah, so good experiences and just kind of carried over. Um, whenever my enlistment came up, um, the unit that we're in or that I'm in now, uh, still good leadership, good people. Um, so kind of made me want to go. And then once you get to a certain point, um, you only have a few more years left till retirement. So once you get to that point, there's why, why stop now? So it's kind of where, uh, I went, got, to, um, went on deployment in 2011 and signed my third contract then. And then, um, a couple of years ago, two years ago, I just, uh, signed another one to, to get me through retirement and stuff like that. So, 
um, a lot of fun, a lot of good guys and and females in there. So uh, I I don't I know people have different experiences with their with their careers and stuff, but I feel very blessed to be where I have been. I think I think Sam Man could say the same thing. Um, so I had a great time, uh, a lot of good people, a lot of good missions, doing a lot of good things. So no regrets ever going in there. And I for those out there, you know, hey. If military is something you want to do, it's not a bad, not a bad gig. Mm-hmm. So now, especially with a the family, they uh, they have pretty good benefits if you got a family. So just a little plug there. And, and man, he needs to be a recruiter. But yes. but speaking of family, it like he said, everybody has different experience in the military and you know in anything, sports and church and whatever else. But but uh, it, it, you do have that family atmosphere atmosphere and you kind of bond and um you know go through some experiences that bring you closer that not everyone else gets to experience you know we travis and i have gotten to do a lot of fun stuff together and go a lot of a lot of places do a lot of traveling and and uh um man we're we're, we're like brothers it, it it is a true family i could go on and on but we're gonna let him talk y'all hear enough of me talking so, <laughs> so one thing that travis does that i think is super cool and and uh you know most every little boy for at least you know half a day wants wants to do this job and that that's be a firefighter so yes. what what can you tell us a little bit about that and um, maybe how you got into it and some of the some yeah. of because i think i think you all do a lot of things um, that most people just aren't aware of as far as your training and what you have to go through. It's not just carrying a water hose to, to a building on fire. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Um, so my, my granddad was a, a firefighter for Nashville for over 30 years. So that had always kind of been a, a thing in the back of my mind to, you know, do so, you know, he enjoyed it. He loved it. Talked about it all the time and go visit him at this fire station, wherever he was and go hang out and be part of the crew. And, you know, we talk about brotherhood in the military, and that's that's a big reason why firefighting and even um, uh, police, uh, on the same token, they're all it's all a brotherhood, mm-hmm. sisterhood too. You know, with all that uh, going on, so it's a, it can be a, a, a big family thing because you're there for at least for us, anyways. We're there for 24 hours at a time, and um, so you spend a lot of time with those guys outside of your your family and they become family as well. So that, that aspect as well is it drew me to that. Um, I could do pretty well individually, but you know, when it comes to team and you know, you guys who play sports and stuff like that, you know, it's all the same. You got that, that camaraderie, that brotherhood that comes from mm-hmm. taking on the task and accomplishing it and, and doing that. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've been on for a little over four and a half years. Uh, I tried to get on before that, but I didn't get on, but, um, got lucky got hired on and um so yeah it's a if, if you don't have any prior experience it's a 10-week training um down in bell buckle tennessee and um you kind of learn the trade there and learn the very basics and then when you get back to your wherever you're working they'll they'll take you under their wing and, and go that way um but yeah it's been a, a the best decision that i've made uh for my family career life um it, you know, being in the military and a, and a firefighter, though, I am gone quite a bit. And as you progress in rank in the military and as well as the fire department, but especially the military, the more responsibility you have, mm-hmm. uh, the more things you got to put on your plate. So uh, you're gone, you know, quite often, more than you really realize you would be. 
And so uh, it's very important to have a good family structure at home and family support because they they take on all that burden when you're gone. Uh, so for that family, thank you very much. You guys are awesome. Uh, always got to give a shout out to them. Um, but yeah, no, the firefighting is, is, is great. It's, yeah, it's, it's more than just running into houses, putting out fires. Uh, there's really not a lot of fires going on these days. Um, with the way construction is built and everything like that, it's just a lot of safety measure out there to prevent that. Um, so Henderson, Hendersonville is a, is a sleepy city when it comes to that. Thankfully, you know, as, as firefighters, we always want to go, we always want to do something, but you want to be where the action is. Right. Yes. But as a community, like, Hey, we're glad like no right. one's being burned, but, you know, all that <laughs> right. stuff, uh, you know, but, but we do like to go out there and get our hands dirty. Um, but yeah, we do car wrecks, um, 90 plus percent of our calls are all medical calls. So we'll, mm-hmm. we'll go out there with ambulances and stuff. And most of us have at least, uh, EMT paramedic training, which, I don't really want to get into weeds of the differences of those, but we all have medical training to where we can provide at least basic life support. And that's usually what we do. Um, most of our calls and then we'll do public education. We'll go to churches. We'll go to schools. Um, any organization that'll have us out public education will, you know, go around, do smoke detector, um, installations and, uh, just kind of get the word out, you know, fire safety, you know, don't leave a candle, you know, uh, lit if you go to sleep, stuff like that, you know, be careful in the kitchen. Um, but yeah, it's been a great job. I've, I've been very fortunate to, to have two long careers or one that I hope to make a long career, uh, with the military and the fire department. Like they kind of go hand to hand with, um, the teamwork camaraderie and stuff. And, um, all the people I've worked with, they're great people. And, um, yeah, I can't really say enough about it. So, I'm really happy, happy to be where I'm at. Very, very fortunate. So what is your, uh, what's your schedule? Yeah. So it's like? 24 hours on and okay. two days off. So okay. yeah, we'll get in, in the morning and we'll, um, we'll put our gear on the mm-hmm. engine. We'll check off the engine, make sure or whatever you're on. So we have engines and we have ladder trucks and a couple other, um, apparatuses, but we'll get on there, check, make sure everything's there, make sure everything's working. Mm-hmm. Um, then we'll, so we stay there. We've got a, a bunk room. And um, we've got a, a common area, a big living room, uh, kitchen, and a, and a little office area. And so we'll we'll clean that up. And then after we get done with that, we eat breakfast and we'll do whatever training is on the on the docket for the day. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and then we'll just wait for any calls to come in. And got it. then in the afternoon, you know, around four or five o'clock or so, will be our our workout time or whatever. And then it just kind of goes into our hangout time and dinner yeah. time, and then. Yeah. Hopefully we get to sleep through the night. So. <laughs> so you guys actually do training when you're not out on calls. You'll have some kind of training that you do yeah. lo- locally or maybe go off-site out of the fire hall? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Um, you know, there's some, you know, we'll have um, like maintenance. Like we'll go around and do, we just got done doing hydrant maintenance, mm-hmm. making sure all the hydrants are working and make sure they look pretty and We'll do host testing and um, just to make sure our equipment is, is working and it's, it's not broke because last thing you want to do going into fire is, you know, have a couple of holes poking out of the there and mm-hmm. you don't have any water. So um, but our training usually uh, we'll do a lot at the station um, and then we'll go out and if there's house like empty houses that have been given to the city or something, then we can go out there and we can do a lot more in-depth training and stuff like that. But they also do a good job of. Uh, training classes that are offered at the fire academy 
there's a bunch there and then they'll they're pretty good with if you find a class or a training opportunity anywhere on the country really they'll they'll try to get you out there to to get you know yeah more advanced training and stuff like that so very very training based for sure i think that's something a lot of people don't know or don't realize that Mm -hmm. you know you're not just sitting there all day waiting for (laughs) waiting for the phone to ring (laughs) kind of thing i mean you're actually doing more stuff and continuing to build skills and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff is it can be perishable knowledge. So if you don't do it, you don't get your hands mm-hmm. on it, then you just yeah, it can goes away. So yeah. what about uh, I, I know buildings are safe and all that kind of stuff, like you said a minute ago. <laughs> but do you have any kind of cool stories that you could tell that are that you that somebody might like if not that's all right you know, i mean becca couldn't come up with anything so <laughs> but to bring you back i'm trying to get my part two there you i go. guess there you yeah, go. So there I don't you wanna, go. we can stretch this out yeah i don't, don't want to shoot all my shots there you right go now, yeah. you know? yeah. um, <laughs> i don't know if we can top the alpaca story but that, that's <laughs> that's gonna be tough i mean you that, i didn't know if you had one off the no i'll go over my first fire um so every department you go to there's always going to be those stations that are slower than others Mm -hmm. and uh, just so happened that um i was at a station that's one of our slower stations and um it was father's day i just got out of the academy and uh it was a big lightning rainstorm and we catch a fire and um that was pretty cool because you know the academy the training is one thing it's all controlled Mm and not too much it can get out of hand but it's it's pretty Mm -hmm. controlled so it's a fairly safe environment and then uh, but this one is not a controlled, um, but it was a good fire to get into cause it was in the attic. So walking in, it wasn't, you know, so if, if, if any of you guys are watching like Chicago fire or nine one one anything like that, it is nothing like that. Those are, we tend to stay away from those shows cause we just end up shaking our heads and being like, well, that's not making no. you mad. Yeah. We're like, well, everybody would probably die. If y'all did that. I don't know. It's not a good call. But. It's kind of like ER. You, I, that's not how you do compression. We have, <laughs> what? Yeah, we yeah. have, we have a doctor in our family. Christy's aunt is a doctor and she's like ER, like, ER compared to the medical field, like the real medical field, <laughs> is comparing the Flintstones to the real Stone Age. So like it's just not nothing alike. Nothing yeah, alike. And that's that's kind of how it is too. So it's just going in and just kind of getting my my hands wet, my my feet wet for the first time was was pretty cool. And then you got uh, a lot of stories around the hall. Just the guys are all for the most part Type A personalities, and there's a lot of there's a lot of competition and a lot of. <laughs> A lot of man stuff going on around, if you will, you know. Uh, so there's some stories there that I'm, yeah, some you probably don't need to be told, but there's, it's a good stuff. It's a good time, and um, everybody's got everybody's back, and that's what I like about it. Like, it's if great. you have disagreements, disagreements with someone, you can take them offline, or talk about them, or you can just ignore them. But when everyone is on the scene or something, everybody comes together, and because no, everybody at the end of the day, everybody wants to come home, right? right? Yeah. You know, so that's what it's all about. Just make sure everybody gets home. So. Awesome. And it is a different mentality a little bit for firefighters or police or military that um, you don't want other people to be hurt, Mm -hmm. but you want to be where the action is. You want to be doing something that's fun. I mean, the the excitement Mm -hmm. part is fun. You Mm -hmm. know, people getting hurt or anything is not fun, but, you know, it's an adrenaline rush. It's that whole, you know, you practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. I want to get into, you know, some live action here. Um, so it's just, it's that just a different mentality, the type A personality kind of thing of, you know, jumping out of an airplane. 
we we have seen lots of guys who are three times the size of us, you know, cut Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. <laughs> Olympia kind of dudes, and, man, you put them, on, put them next to a, a parachute and they start crying and bawling like babies, and they're like, I'm out. I'll see you later, you know. But, uh, you know, just body type doesn't matter. Male, female doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's just that mentality of going after it and and doing something not everybody else can do. You know, mentally, physically, they could. Right. You know, right. we we've seen dudes that can bench press both of us, <laughs> and, and they couldn't do you know stuff that we could do mentally. Just not that we're studs or anything. It's just that mm-hmm. big boys come to play. And, big boys come to <laughs> right. play. So, big boys eat. That's right. That's right. What's the highest that you've like jumped out? Uh, well, do you have that's a, a sore subject for me, but uh, okay. <laughs> Sam Mandel's I'll talk about. But now we, it's about what twelve fifty probably is. Well, so for those that don't know the the army, the military really, but mm-hmm. the the army, they're not jump the conventional army that which means most of the people in okay. the army, they don't want to jump very high. They want you to jump very low because they want to you to get on the ground as quickly as possible and put as many people on the ground as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. So you're jumping at low levels. Gotcha. Um, for training, normally 1,250 feet, okay. which, which is not super high. Yeah. It's a lot higher than most people want to go. <laughs> but like when you, you know, when you're standing there, you're looking out the door, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm really not that high up, <laughs> you know? So for those, you really only have like four seconds or so of reaction time. Okay. If something's wrong, to fix it before you're in in trouble. So, um, helicopters, you'll be a little higher, like fifteen hundred feet, maybe up to eighteen hundred feet or so. But that's about it. And then in a real world situation, if if you're, which the military doesn't do anymore because there's not a reason to really. In in a real world kind of situation, they're going to do like eight hundred feet or so. Gotcha. um, Which is not very high. Above five is. Too much. Really, probably. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. do have. Well, they you you, you want to be above still. that, so your parachute can open. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. They do have free fall, which is the skydiving stuff right. like that. You know, so they do have those. Those are, yeah. But of, yeah. that that's a <laughs> so that's a special. I mean, jumping out of planes in the military mm-hmm. is a specialty. Yeah. And then the the free fall part, where you are jumping from a lot higher. Mm-hmm. Is a specialty among the specialty. Gotcha. Very small numbers are, are paratroopers. Even smaller numbers are um, free fall qualified, and that's um, mostly your special forces um, people and okay. that, that community and people that support them are, are really that, that's who does the free fall cool guy stuff. So. Gotcha. Oh, but man, we don't don't get don't get cool. Yeah, don't get army guys talking because cool yeah. <laughs> all 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 military people have stories, whether they've done anything or not. They all have yeah. stories. So, and yeah. I got a question. So, firefighting and everything. So, I know on some of these TV shows, which I don't want to bring up TV shows, but just to get the example across, mm-hmm. you have like, well, they'll have an episode where like multiple stations will come together and they'll have like competitions. Like, is that a legit thing or no? It it can be. Um, there's always every station thinks their station is the best, right? You know, and they always have. You know, um, now I tell you, I will tell you this. So we we don't, haven't had, and like I've only been on for four and a half years. So there, there could have been some some interdepartment competitions before right. but uh a lot of the things that we we do are cops and, and firefighters will always whatever and firemen always win every every <laughs> single time ever since i've been on we've been 
cornhole tournaments, softball tournaments, whatever it is, we'll always win. So that's that's nice. a guarantee. Nice. Um, but no donut eating contest, right? No, that definitely that's definitely true. <laughs> sure. We got our fair share of big boys, but uh, they've got the practice. And uh, you know, as far as you know, I mean, we all, you know, whether we like to admit it or not, we we like to try to at least keep up with the the people who are doing the things. You know, everyone's got their everyone's got their special skill sets. Everyone has their specialties, whether it be ropes. Um, cutting people out of cars, um, hazmat, biological stuff, whatever. Um, so, yeah, there's a little friendly competition, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always, if there's a, a wreck and there's someone, there's something that needs to be cut, there's a, a big fight over who gets to do that because, <laughs> you know, that's where everybody wants to be. Um, but as far as inner, inner, we'll probably get to there at some point, I'd imagine. But there's been a couple of things taken away because things can get a little rowdy. I'm sure. And uh, injuries probably could happen. So <laughs> we try to mitigate that as, as much as possible. But nice. Yeah, we, we definitely is an inner, inner, inner uh, agency battles going on between the, the cops and, the, and us. And we always come out on top. So nice. Nice. Well, let me, let me tell awesome. you, I'm not a policeman or a firefighter. <laughs> Never have been either one. But Travis and another friend of ours, Mon, we're all brothers. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we fight, we hug, we, we're, we're, we're a family, right? There's nothing better that I like to do than grab a bag of chips and sit down and watch them go at it. Because <laughs> Mon is a cop. So okay. he, he, he's a cop, and, and Travis being a firefighter, they will go at it. And as many times as I've heard that argument between them, it's always new stuff. Like, they, they don't bring up the same three points all the time. It's new stuff. So it's pretty it's awesome. good. So. Well, Travis, we appreciate you um, coming on and um, – uh, just you know, giving a little education and behind the scenes—that's what we're about. We like we like right. the behind the yes. scenes stories here. Love but, it. Yeah. Yes, but um, that's definitely my pleasure. I appreciate it. Yeah. Just just sharing a little bit, and we like to highlight people who are doing cool things and serving the community and in many different ways. So thanks for thanks for being here and and sharing with us. And Absolutely, taking some more time away from your family. <laughs> yeah. Well, they were she was happy to do it. She she knows you guys, so you know, awesome. hey, it's yeah. a lot easier when they yeah. when they know where you're going to be. So yeah. And yeah. thank you very much for your service. Yeah, oh, I appreciate you it. Thank yeah. you for everything that you yes. that you do. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you very much. And have done. All right, so we have the Bible verse like normal that we are going to uh, end the day with. This is from Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. So no matter what you do, if you are a school teacher or you're a firefighter, you're in the military or... Um, any anything that you do, it's a dangerous world out there. There's sin and temptation, and the devil is trying to to uh, keep us all away from God. So make sure that you um, are staying true to the one Amen. who has called you by name. So thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on Instagram. Send us an email, podcast at parkwaybc.net. We want to hear from you. If you think you know who our NFL guest is, make sure you drop a comment or send us an email, and you might win a $25 gift card. It's just that easy, boys. So, (laughs) Travis, thanks again. 
Feel free to come back for episode number two. Bring all the oh, yeah. all the other good stories. Oh, yeah. But uh, I'll bring the smoke next time. Thank you, and, and, and we pray that you stay safe out there. And uh, just thank you for serving serving all of us. Absolutely. Thank you, I appreciate it. And that's it. We'll see you guys next Monday on GPS to God. Just call her Becky. Don't you? I will cut all of you <laughs> one swipe. <laughs> one swipe. Thank you for listening to GPS to God please leave us a rating on iTunes and also subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell if you would like to receive notifications when new episodes air.